guys, thank you so much for coming back again to Chase the Unknown. My name is Roger Sisk. I'm one of your co-hosts here. I'm here with Trinity Dobbs. Hey guys, we are mm-hmm. here with Miss Donna Moore. How are you doing today, Donna? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you yeah, so much for, for being on. here. So I just kind of want to start off with how did you get into makeup and, and being oh, I, a makeup I was artist? Th- I would say it was a God thing. Um, it's a kind of a neat story. Um, but I'm um, back in 2012. I, uh, I'm a behind the scenes person, kind of like, you know, I get nervous even to do this, you know, mm-hmm. but um, there was an audition on Facebook for a mom role for a movie, um, uh, the senior prank it was called, but then they changed it to touched by grace, mm-hmm. change the name. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, I'm going to audition for that. I don't even know why, <laughs> but I was like, I'm going to do that. Um, so I auditioned for that movie and I didn't get the mom part I auditioned for, but I got mm-hmm. another small mom part. And my son, when he was 16, he wanted to be in movies as well. So he was going to be a background person on that film. Okay. And um, so the director wanted me all the background people prior to shooting, which I've never seen. I've done 20 years, 12 short films and a bunch of other stuff. I've never seen a director want to meet the background people mm-hmm. prior wow, to yeah, shooting. That's... So, you know, I drove my son up to uh, meet him and so he had cool. asked my son, he was like, you know, yeah, and he said, he said, why do you want to be in my movie? And my son said, I want to be a director one day. And he was like, well, we have an internship program if you're interested. And I was like, yeah, I said, um, it was an hour and a half drive from my mm-hmm. house. So I said, um, can I you know, stay with him? Because, you know, so I'm driving back and forth. And he was like, sure, we'll put you to work too. What do you want to do? And I was like, kind of help with makeup. You know, I had, I've done a couple of weddings for friends, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like into like doing professionally or anything. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, we'll see what we can work out. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so like a month later, I got a call from the key makeup artist for the film. And mm-hmm. you know, she introduced herself, said I'd be working with her. So I worked with her on that film, then a second film, and then kind of got my own connections after that. And um, so I'm still doing it here eight years later. So, wow. But it just, to me, it was a God thing because I feel like it was a gift he just gave to me. Like I wasn't seeking it out. It was just, it just yeah. happened. And the circumstances of me like auditioning when I don't even like being in front of the camera and then yeah, taking my totally. son up there. And then he, totally. you know, he wanted to meet the background people. I haven't seen that since. So mm-hmm. it was like, God set it in place to make it happen it's, for it's me. So and I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool. How yeah. Well, see, the thing is, is I'm not the best person when it comes to makeup. Like I, like I have to watch YouTube videos to figure out how to put on like foundation. Like I'm it's so simple. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I have to watch these YouTube videos, so it always fascinates me when people are really good at makeup. Because I just I'm not that person. I admire people who can do, it, especially around Halloween. You know, Halloween was a couple days ago, and so people just get really creative with it. So I guess I my question is, if you didn't get started on it until later, because most of the makeup artists I know started at it like 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. You didn't start till mm-hmm. later, so. Is it? Yeah, I was forty. I was forty when I started doing, started wow. getting in the film industry. My first film, I was forty. That's so. Um, that's so yeah, definitely later. Funny. But actually, I learned through YouTube. That's I used to watch a bunch of YouTube videos, and that was going to be one of my like, questions. Yeah, yeah I, and I was going to say I'm clueless. So. <laughs> this was like probably ten years ago, maybe. Um, so I and YouTube was getting big, but wasn't mm-hmm. as popular. Mm-hmm. Maybe eleven years ago. And I remember coming across something and I hit like a link and it went to YouTube and I was like, oh, they show you how to do makeup on here, you know? So then I just started, I stayed up like five in the morning watching Candy Johnson and the Makeup Geek and because they were popular at the time. Right. And, well, YouTube is definitely yeah. 
um, been, it, it's really fast. I find it personally really fascinating just how we now have um, that resource, which is YouTube. You know, we've talked a lot on the podcast here about, um, you know, not allowing anything to stop you from going after what you're passionate about and what your, what your, what your dreams are, you know, and we're living in an age now where it's incredible that we have a resource like YouTube where we can mm-hmm. just go about, learn about anything. You can learn about makeup. You can learn mm-hmm. about lighting. You can learn about, you know, camera settings. You can learn about whatever you want, really. Um, and while we're actually on the topic of YouTube, I actually saw on your resume that you did some makeup work for um, a few of Mr. Beast's videos. I did. <laughs> How was that experience? I'm curious. That was cool. That was really cool. Um, the first one, I have a friend of mine who's a um, FX artist, you know, doing special mm-hmm. effects. Um, I'm more beauty. I can do FX injury stuff, but he's um, but he's more like creature and that, I actually mm-hmm. can do anything FX stuff. But um, his name is Gregory Hewitt. So he had this um, job he's going to do at Mr. Beast where we had to make people into zombies. Okay, yeah. So it was me and him and like four other people. He does an FX class. Okay. And um, so it was like four of his students. So like all this went down and worked with Mr. B. Super cool. Um, very, very friendly. Is it uh, Chandler? He yeah. actually came out to our, our uh, my friend has like a bus thing that's for mm-hmm. Epic for his makeup. That's he so came cool. out to us and was like, hey, do you need help carrying stuff in? Do you, you know, need, need us to help mm-hmm. you? And so I thought that was really cool. Um, but sweet. yeah, they're all super nice, super nice. Yeah. And then the second one I worked on was one where, um, Mr. Beast pretends like he's homeless and then goes into like Lamborghini places and fancy places because he wants to see if he gets treated differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it made him look, you know, dirty and that kind of thing. And actually the surprising thing is people didn't treat him differently, which is good. That's a yeah, good that, thing. It is but, good. Wow. It's, it's one of those things that you, it makes you feel like we at least have a little bit of hope for humanity. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, right. but yeah, when we, we ha- kind of enter that conversation around YouTube and YouTube creators and that whole community, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of like the top notch, you know, that that's next level. That's not, that's not your everyday YouTuber, you know, yeah. that's, yeah, that's yeah. like the big leagues, you know? Yeah. And the thing I love about them is they're just so down to earth and friendly. Mm-hmm. They weren't like, um, and, and the other thing, cool thing too, is they, it was legit as far as like they're hiding, they're talking to the guys were, when I was getting them ready. They were talking about, okay, you're going to use this camera and kind of go on this side. So it's definitely legit that they were like secretly videotaping and stuff like definitely that. It wasn't like set up or anything. So yeah, it was cool. That's insane. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about order of rights. Yes. So, um, for those of the listeners who are listening to this, Order of Rights is a movie that just came out on Amazon Prime. So it actually t- covers the topic of abortion, but it is told from the father's perspective, which I think is a very interesting topic. Can you go into maybe just a little bit more detail about the storyline itself and kind of how it was to be behind the scenes to watch everything and how the makeup was and everything like that? First, I lo- one thing I love about the movie is the people involved with it. Mm-hmm. um jim julie shannon uh, richard they were all we definitely became like family you hear that mm-hmm. on like other interviews with people but we de- you know we'd work together all day 12 hour mm-hmm. days yeah. or eight hour days and then we'd all go out to eat together you know um that's cool. jim i always say jim's like my favorite director i don't know if i should say that but jim is <laughs> well it's on record now so <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's just so, they're just all so kind. And actually even Julie, before we were texting back and forth, before we ever met, and I was like, I know I'm going to, I texted her, I know I'm going to love you when I meet you in person, because they're just, 
just the sweetest people. But yeah. um, so the story on that, it's it's very touching in that you never hear it from the man's perspective, what they mm-hmm. go through, their side of the story, you know. Um, since doing the Order of Rights, I come across, um, I um, connected with somebody on Facebook who he has a organization called, um, um, I guess I didn't even think about this beforehand. That's right. Expectant Fathers Without Voices. Mm. So what it is, and he had had an experience um, in his own life where two women without his consent got abortions. And um, so when he saw this trailer, he said he watched it like 15 times. Like, this is my story. This is my story. And um, this, then the movies watched a few times as well. And um, it really means a lot to him because he had experienced it. And he's, I think, somewhere on my age. And he never had the opportunity to have kids because, you know, the two that he did have were aborted. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's a very important topic because you never hear from the man's perspective. Yeah. It's always what the woman wants, what the woman wants. Yeah. But never that guy. That's his child, too. Yeah, it's not the traditional way you would think about an evangelical or gospel film, you know, being. It's, it's always, I feel like, told from the mother's perspective or from that, the, from that side of things. You hardly ever um, get to see it from that perspective. You know, I think that that's part of what makes the project special is that, um, and I personally haven't seen it yet, but I, I just think that's one of the things that makes the project special is that it is told from that dynamic point of view and that they're taking a, a issue that is, you know, we could say well known in, you know, Christian circles, um, but talking about it in a new and dynamic way. Um, the other thing I liked about the film is, you know, um, the boy in the film, um, he is a Christian, but he messed up. Mm. You know what I mean? He knew after, you know, the situation with the girl that, why did I do that? You know? Um, So I think it kind of shows that even Christians can um, mess up as well. You know, that Mm. we're not perfect, that we, you know, that, that we have weaknesses and flaws. Um, And I think that's an important part to show show as well. It's a touchy subject, honestly, it is. And it's one of those things that we don't know how to talk about really necessarily as a culture of, hey, like we uh, from either both male or female perspective, you know, of, hey, we messed up, whatever. Now she's pregnant. Now what do you do? You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that again, you know, it telling that story and telling that asking that question in a dynamic way um, that I really think is going to help people see and not only not only see but understand what's actually going on um through not only the female's head but the male's head um throughout the entire process so yeah absolutely i mean abortion is such a controversial topic in the first place but then to have it come across from the male's perspective mm-hmm. it just makes it an even more eye-opening i guess is the right word to use eye-opening yeah, you could say. kind of um perspective mm-hmm. of it because i mean like we've said already is no one thinks about the guy's perspective. It's mm-hmm. always been about the female. Well, it's my body, my choice, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's the baby's choice or, you know, whether, you know, whatever. But no one, you know, guys play just a bigger role in that yeah. predicament as, as the women do. Obviously, there's <laughs> it takes two to tango. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got both sides. So why does the guy not get a say as well? Yeah. Which is, I know it's probably an, an, an interesting opinion, especially coming from a, a female myself, mm-hmm. but. I do think that it's just as important for the guys to have an opinion as the, totally. as the woman. 
as yeah. well. I think so too. And it affects their life, the, the guy's lives dramatically, whether they have a child or not. It, it takes away like the grandparents of the child. Like mm -hmm. they, they've lost a grandchild now, mm -hmm. you know, the, mm -hmm. um, it's just, yeah, it's just, the guy should definitely, um, okay. have a exactly. say in the matter. I think. So, so what was it like working like behind the scenes with all of the, the actors and, um, like how many like makeup artists did y'all have and, um, were there any like fun experiences you have behind the scenes of that particular movie? Um, for the, for me, it was, I, I did hair and makeup, um, for everyone. I did have an assistant that, um, it was like, it was our first film. Mm -hmm. She actually is a friend from church. She, oh, um, nice. one of our 20, you know, she's like 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. Um, her name is Riley. So I took her with me and she volunteered. So what I would do is, um, like she would go to sets and like, make sure people weren't shiny or make mm -hmm. sure ladies had their lipstick on stuff like that while I get other people ready for like the filing scenes. Um, she did make up for, I think three or four of the teenagers during the courtroom scene because oh. we had like everybody there. So, you know, we had their sides of the family and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that was like, we did that for like five days. So wow. she would go up and she would take care of all the, um, last books we call it mm -hmm. um and make sure everything was good there or i'd get people ready and i remember one time specifically it took six hours of me getting hair and makeup for everybody wow. um because i i started in the morning got everybody ready they're up there filming i'm getting people ready getting people ready um and then they um i I'd go upstairs to get you know to go help because i was done downstairs and then as soon as i got up there like okay we're breaking for lunch <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so it's six hours from when you get there in the morning to your break for lunch. It's a six hour process. So wow. I knew it took me like six hours to get those people ready. But, um, but yeah, so what they did is they filmed, um, tighter tight shots first. So we yeah. got like the judge and so I'd get her ready first and they would get like the lawyers and the people mm -hmm. in the, in the jury box and stuff like that done first. And then they would slowly bring out the nature of this side. So I get this courtroom side done and then we do that side. So I get that. Done. So by the end, then they come to the wide shot. Yeah. Um, so it worked out well that I was able to work on people as they were filming. That's, that's shot. really interesting. Just for me personally, kind of from a, um, coming from kind of a logist, more of a kind of like logistical shooting perspective, you know, it's really interesting how mm -hmm. they chose, okay, go, um, you go in for coverage first and then you, you kind of slowly work back into your wider, bigger, your scope shots, you mm -hmm. know, which, it's usually opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, normally it's, it's done the exact opposite, which, yeah. you know, you, you start with your bigger stuff, your bigger shots, and yes. then you slowly break down and going into, go into your coverage. Mm -hmm. But right. the it's, reason I why think, we did it, yeah. sorry. I was going to say the reason why we did it this way, because yeah. they had asked me beforehand, they're like, mm -hmm. um, like, this is like a few weeks before that shoot. They're, they asked if we needed more people, like mm -hmm. more makeup artists. And I said, if you shoot it this way, I can do it. Yeah. You know? So they're yeah. like. At first, like, no, I don't think we could do that. And I'm like, well, then I'm going to need additional people, you know? Yeah. And then they're like, wait a minute, say it again. So I explained it to them and they're like, you know what? We could do that. Mm. So that's what we did. And it worked out yeah. perfectly that we were able to do it. But it is backwards. When it's usually yeah. Done. But that's just awesome because that kind of goes to show the collaborative effort that was made. Um, mm -hmm. not only yes. by you, not only by you, but by the entire team, you know, 
I think a lot of times, you know, on these bigger sets and such, you know, we there there becomes a mentality, you know, that everyone kind of has their job, everyone does, and everyone kind of just does their own thing, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's and it kind of separated. Yeah, everyone gets together and has lunch and all that, you know. But as far as the job, everyone just, everyone just goes in and does their own job, kind of, you know. As opposed to now, you know, okay, they actually wanted your input, you know, they're actually they're actually open to an open conversation of, hey, like what what are your thoughts what do you mm-hmm. how do you think this would best we could best make this work you know yeah. mm-hmm. and the fact yes. that you were able to su- suggest that on your end just kind of knowing that that was possible to start with as well is really smart because you know okay well if we just reverse it and do it this way then you know it doesn't it not only saves you probably time and money it saves mm-hmm. me it it just you know it, it's logistically better for you and so therefore everybody ultimately wins yeah that, yeah it worked out well yeah mm-hmm. it seems like that's that's really interesting that they would do it backwards that kind of like i actually like, I'm like yeah. i wonder if we should do that start doing with our film stuff we should start doing it backwards just a little bit if it would work better it's possible yeah, it's just in that situation because there were so many people i think it was 15 people had to get ready hair and wow, makeup yeah so, because um, the families were there, you know, just the mm-hmm. judge and the, and the um, lawyers and just so many the witnesses and just so many mm-hmm. um, people. So it, for that situation, it did work out. It gives you that extra it. time to be able to actually do it well and not feeling like you're having to rush, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, back in the conversation, I'm going to go back, backtrack just a little bit. You said that you were you were 40 when you started doing makeup. So So if you don't mind me asking, what did you do beforehand? Um, stayed home with my kids. I have oh. four kids. Oh, yeah. um, right now, right now, my baby's 17 and a half. <laughs> so they're oh. our little, my oldest was 24. Oh. Now, actually, my 24 year old was the 16 year old that I, I worked on that other movie with. Okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah, um, awesome. That's really cool. Movie. So he's 24 now. Oh, but, cool. um, but yes, I took care of them cool. and then homeschooled them and, and everything. Cool. So. Is, is your son working in the industry at all or has he kind of gone a different direction? No, he's, um, he actually went to missionary college um, and wants to pursue that aspect. My Mm -hmm. daughter did too. My two oldest both went to uh, missionary college in Minnesota and are pursuing that route. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So it's, it's interesting to go from being like a stay at home mom to actually working like a, a full-time job. How how Mm -hmm. was the, the transition for you? Well, the beginning was, um, it was very slow, my progression, getting into the film. Like, I did a film, um, and then it was, like, six months later when I did the second film, and then six months mm-hmm. after that. So it wasn't, like, um, a lot at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of in the film industry, as I'm sure you know, it's all the connections and who you know and who you meet, and then it kind of snowballs as your your circle gets bigger. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, it was just, like, I did one movie, and then six months later, I did another um, so it wasn't a drastic change, um, but I do know my first day on the movie set, I loved it so much. I was like, I want to do this. This is amazing. This is awesome. So, yeah. um, so I'm glad and thankful to God that he gave me that gift and put this in, this in my life, this career yeah. in my life. It's so fascinating that you just, you literally just decided one day to audition for a movie. And then now eight years later, you're mm. like the key makeup artist. It just kind of happened. Most of these yeah. projects. It's, it's fascinating to me how, how that, how God works in such mysterious ways like that, you know, cause like I mm-hmm. walk, I got, my story is that I got a Facebook ad for AMTC and mm-hmm. I, I never click on those things. Those are like the, the, 
I always avoided Facebook the ads. Spawn of, but yeah, they're like, you know what? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> I never click on them because they're all stupid and they yeah. don't go anywhere with them and they're all fake and blah blah blah. So I never click on them, but I saw the word Christ in the ad, and that's the only reason I clicked on it. And so when I clicked on it, it took me to the MTC website, and you know, I just kind of snowballed from there. But you know, like you said, I just you click on one Facebook ad and. I mean, what, eight, nine years later, my life is drastically different as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All because I clicked on a Facebook ad, which is sounds yeah. so insignificant. Mm-hmm. But uh, look at the difference. You know, like mm-hmm. if, if I hadn't done that, where would I be now? Which, yeah. is, yeah. which is an interesting question that I often ask myself. Where do if you I, think that, that's an interesting question really fast. Where do you think you'd be right now if, if I hadn't if you clicked, hadn't if clicked I that hadn't, link? I would probably... <laughs> be living in the same town that I grew up in and I would probably be miserable to be Mm. honest not that living in that town makes me miserable but just the fact that the town that I grew up in has like 3,000 people (laughs) you wouldn't be operating out of passion I would not be operating yeah I would not Mm -hmm. be operating out of passion and I would be it would just be very different I'd probably be working like like McDonald's or or something yeah. like that. I wouldn't have your life would be very different. It would be a it would be a one eighty difference mm-hmm. to be honest. I would be I would be absolutely miserable. Yeah. Because, you know that, I I left that town, and moved to Georgia because I wanted to pursue acting. That was that was the whole mm-hmm. point of it. And yeah. so, but if I never would have found that passion, I would have never moved to Georgia, which means I would not be here right now. Yeah. First of all, but I would still be living. You know, in that I could easily still be living in the house that I grew up in mm-hmm. and living at home with my parents, just waiting for something to happen. For something, for something, for something. To you would happen. be in that place that we're telling people not to not to stay not, in, to not stay is in, is exactly. to be just stagnant mm-hmm. and just kind of waiting around for things to happen. You know, yeah, when mm-hmm. you it's okay for you to want mm-hmm. to push and want to yeah. make because, in, in a certain regard, you know, it's. We're partially responsible for making your dreams happen, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, yeah, you have to you can't just stay still. You have to go out and make the dream happen exactly. yourself, which mm-hmm. is something that I've learned since moving mm-hmm. out on my own and moving to yeah. Georgia, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's something it's so simple, but yeah. it's so terrifying at the yeah. same time to do exactly. it, Exactly, especially for people who are not as extroverted as mm. I am. So <laughs> yeah. they would be, I can see them being very shy and very yeah. like, I don't want to go anywhere. God, leave me where mm-hmm. I'm at. I don't want to go. Yeah. To quote so. that quote again, you know, it's, it's okay to not be okay, but as long as and I'm actually introvert. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, said, I said, I'm actually introvert. So for me to step out, to go to this audition, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, it's just total, a total God thing. Interesting. Really Interesting. Yeah. See, you just you just don't come across as a as an introvert to me. No, <laughs> it's so funny because because I, I'm like, I guess because I'm talking to like you guys. But mm-hmm. if, if there's a bunch of people, like I won't say anything. I'll just yeah. sit there and let everybody else talk, and I'll just mm-hmm. listen to everybody. Unless somebody asks me something, mm-hmm. then I'll respond. Mm-hmm. But if I'm talking like this, like one on one, or yeah. just a couple of people, mm-hmm. or like on my job, it's like, mm-hmm. um, like I, I could go out in front of an auditorium full of people and like work on my, you know, actors or actresses or whatever. That wouldn't bother mm-hmm. me at all. Or I could say to the whole auditorium, you know, people with long hair, make sure it's the same, you know, don't put one side back and the other one side forward mm-hmm. you know, or don't change what your hair is or whatever. Yeah. Um, once, once we have it set, keep it the same. I mean, I could go up in front of you know, a whole auditorium yeah. and say that, but 
Um, but mm -hmm. to speak in front of a whole auditorium about something else, you know, I'd be exactly. like, I'd be super scared. Exactly, <laughs> so exactly. Definitely, definitely introvert. But I guess like I'm extrovert with my job, I guess, because I feel mm -hmm. comfortable there. I feel at home on totally. film sets. I can see that. Yeah. How, what was, what was your learning process like, you know, from your very first film to where you are now, you know, you've, you've talked, um, you've, you mentioned a few things that we know, we know what they, you know, we know what you're talking about, you know, but, um, people out there that don't know, aren't familiar with sets or aren't familiar with, um, kind of set language you could say, um, mm -hmm. may not completely track with that, but just in terms of, you know, like, oh, like things like, oh, you've got to think about the placement of your hair, things like that, you know, what was your learning mm -hmm. process like? Did you have like a mentor that kind of brought you along and taught you those things or you just learned it by experience or what was that like? Yeah, the, the first movie I worked on, I worked with a makeup artist. Her name is um, Ashley Chavis, Wolf okay. now because she got married, but, um, she was very sweet. I think if she wasn't as helpful and as she and loving as she was, that I may have not liked being working on films. You know what I mean? Like if she was rude to me or whatever, but she really took me under her wing, showed me what what I need to do on set. You know what? You know we watch the monitors along. Sometimes I have a separate monitor, but you know we'll watch a monitor with the director so we can see what they see on camera. Because sometimes you can see like a little hair sticking up on the monitor, which you can't see in yeah. person. Mm -hmm. So. So we need to watch that or sometimes you'll see shine through the monitor on people's face that you won't necessarily see and you know looking in person so exactly. um she should show me that and what to do and um, the processes of that um so i worked with her on two films then i worked on the third with um alexander mcpherson um he showed me more the process of like continuity stuff and keeping track of that mm. um which basically means um like when you do a movie you work on a movie I don't want to say a small part is the makeup and hair, but mm. somewhat is you have to actually log because they film stuff out of order. Like, so mm. they'll say they'll film one story day on like five different days or four different days. Mm. So you have to make sure those four different days that you're shooting that one scene, um, they all match mm -hmm. or that one story day, they all match. So you have to write it down and take pictures and, and yeah. um, keep track of all that stuff. So that's like a whole other aspect I learned probably on my third film. Okay. Yeah. And then by my fourth film, I was like, like the key artist where I had to do it all my own. <laughs> so, but it worked out well. It worked out good. You got, you got yeah. right in the deep end there on the, on that film. You, you jumped, no safety net. You just yeah. jumped, jumped in. Jumped jumped in. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was four, film four. So, but totally. Um, yeah. It's, it's good for, to have, like you said, you know, you'll, lots of times you'll watch mod or something, you know, lots of times it's, it's really good for people. Um, like you that are are you know watching as well you know because I know for me from more of a technical kind of DP um, directing type of stand thought process standpoint you know I'm not looking for those things I'm not looking for the shine I'm not looking for the <laughs> one hair that's out of place you know I'm looking at oh does this light look right or mm -hmm. does or does this shot composition look right you know and so it's really really good to have other people like you watching and saying okay and then giving you the freedom if you feel like you need to to step in and say hey can we pause for a second so i can fix this yeah you know yeah because i mean from a director standpoint you know you're looking at the whole picture you're not looking mm -hmm. at the one particular actor so you're exactly. trying to get the whole shot so mm -hmm. i can see where you know that would be yeah. important to have monitors and things like that it's something yeah. i just i don't think about because yeah. like because i suck with makeup i'm like the worst person when it comes i'm awful <laughs> at makeup i cannot do it i've well, tried and i cannot do like it like me 
we won't we won't that's a whole different conversation <laughs> and really the, the dp and <laughs> say that again but really the director has so much to think about mm -hmm. the director has so much to think about and you know the dp that they yeah. it, it's it's good that makeup artists are there or even wardrobe you know mm -hmm. to watch the wardrobe watches the you know wardrobe and makeup and hair watches makeup and hair mm. and lighting takes care of lighting yeah. so that way the director um and dp can focus on what they need to focus on and not be worried mm -hmm. about other every you know everything the more else kind so. of grand picture exactly yeah. And that even like we were just talking about, you know, that um, consistency, you know, is is key. You know, you, you've got to track that because if you're going to if you're going to shoot the same scene for four days or so, you know, and you're, you you want to put a take that's from day one and day three right next to each other, you know, and they don't match somehow, you know, it's that, that's not good. You don't yeah. want that. Yeah. So it's, it, it's yeah. Gonna make that tracking is very important. Well, to be honest, it would make the quality of the movie go down. Oh, totally. It, it, it lowers the bar for that, mm -hmm. the standard. It's not as excellent as yeah. it could be. Yeah, exactly. Because mm -hmm. you're not tracking that. So let me ask you this. What, what advice would you have to somebody who wants to get started in hair and makeup, but they don't know where to start? I always say um, volunteer to work on a film if you can. Um, that's what I did. My first mm -hmm. three I volunteered for. That fourth one when I was key on, I think I got like $50 a day, but I figure, you know, they were taking a chance with me because I had never, you know, was in charge of the department before. Um, so the low pay to me was more of a opportunity to, you know, I was yeah. able to learn and grow. And, and um, so I appreciated their trust in me, um, considering I'd never done that before. So, and then it, uh, over time, I, you know, got more and more financially <laughs> better but yeah. in the very beginning my first three films I volunteered for yeah. and that's where you get your experience you get to know mm -hmm. people people get to know you um you learn what to do what not to do mm -hmm. um i remember my first film i didn't know but um you're not supposed to spray like hairspray in the air around the camera um because they will not like that and i understand why <laughs> because the hairspray could get on the lens yeah. so but I learned that my very first film. So now, you know, I just spray a little bit in my hand and then do what I need to do. Or, you know, you can tell them, but I, yeah. I just don't spray in there. Cover the lines, but, um, no. <laughs> yes. So I learned, Incoming. like, you know, so it's a good learning process um, to know what to do and what not to do, when to step in, when not to step in, mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. so I, to me, I think if someone gets started to volunteers, like, to me, I think crucial because um, people can see how you work. They can see um, your abilities. Because if even if you have to pay somebody, they're going to want to pay somebody with experience. They're not going to totally. have mm -hmm. someone new coming in and just pay them without totally. any experience. So I would yeah. say volunteer. Yeah. Um, and well, then I, you get the uh, yeah. the book. But one thing you, you said. <laughs> one thing you said that I loved is that you said, um, you know, oh, they're only paying me fifty bucks a day or such, you know. But I saw it as an opportunity. You know, and I mm -hmm. feel like that's so important for people to grasp that is that it's instead of having the mentality of, oh, I'm I'm all that or I'm only getting or I'm not getting paid enough or I'm only being paid fifty dollars or whatever. I've I've already been on three films. I should be getting more paid, paid more than this or whatever. You know, you saw it as an opportunity to learn and prove yourself, you know, yeah. and that's the that's the that's the viewpoint we should be having on Outlook mm -hmm. on Life. So this is just another random one. How, what is the the most random thing you've had to do with makeup? Like, have you had to like do a zombie and they have like this like 
half their face was missing or like, you know, you had to create like a. The weirdest, like most random like, makeup effect yeah, you've ever had to do. Yeah, I guess. You know, like people like in Guardians of the Galaxy, like the girl who plays Gamora, it takes like three days to get oh, her makeup on. Three days. Because she's like, her whole body is covered in it because she's yeah. like a green jumpsuit and everything. And then they have to paint yeah. her face to match and everything. So it takes hours. Forever. Hours, yeah. yeah. I haven't done that kind of work. I'd probably say the weirdest thing. Um, we had a... Um, it was supposed to be King Herod and who got like leprosy and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I think I killed like seven people in that, that film. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was, he killed his sons and he, you know, tortured his sons mm. and stuff. So, um, but for him, when he had leprosy, we had, aside from making vomit, fake vomit, which <laughs> was kind of interesting. This is a weird conversation to have on film sets. But they wanted like pus filled like wounds that when you pop. Yeah. I'm sorry to the listeners, this is really gross. Hope you're not eating anything. But um, <laughs> so, so you, it's just like the conversations, like, oh, that looks really great. You know, mm. pus looks great. It's just weird things like that, um, like worms coming out of wounds and things. Um, just disgusting. yeah, leeches. We had to put on his body because they use they leeches to try to guess mm. to get the toxins out of his body. So we had to like um, glue them to his body, but they. They would fall off, so I had to glue them back on again. That was crazy. That's but, fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, that's probably the weirdest one, I think. <laughs> that sounds like an interesting. Uh, inter- that, I don't. I'm like I'm speechless. Like, I don't, I don't is, even know how to that respond. Is, that, <laughs> is, that is very. That is very. That is. I I feel like that qualifies as a really weird thing. I feel. I feel like that's a really good response to your question, Trinity. It, it, I guess you know, I have another weird one. I have another weird one too. Same film. So the guy that this is a weird the film. son that gets tortured. <laughs> um, yeah, what was the name? I can't. Um, these these names uh, have lost me. But um, so he was um, a prisoner. So you know we mm-hmm. had him. Like, he had like vomit dried on him and all kinds of like gashes and and blood and all kinds of stuff but they also because he wasn't able to go to the bathroom he just had like a loincloth thing on and um they wanted like it to look like he had messed his pants you know so mm-hmm. um so i mixed <laughs> this is crazy different kinds of pudding we had like butterfly pudding <laughs> we had like chocolate pudding that had different yeah. colors and but the guy who i had to put it on the actor couldn't show up so one of the crew members family um uncle was played that part then he couldn't speak english so um, here this guy i have to like put oh, this, this is... on his like loincloth <laughs> so i'm like so i had the director coming so it was his, his uncle i'm like can you please explain to him I'm getting you, ready can't to, ex- you, know. you can't communicate so it's like <laughs> oh what is going that's on? so awkward <laughs> <laughs> very awkward but funny now so that's he asked about funny. funny stories that's probably one of them but um but yeah so i have to like put that yeah on, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is makeup that artistry is, can be an interesting job. Oh, that man, is fun. that just that is funny. That's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. Well, this has been a very insightful, very interesting conversation. We want to thank you, Donna, so much for coming on the podcast today. It was so much fun. Thank you. So, thank you where, for having me. Where can we find you? Like our listeners who are listening, they want to like connect with you and learn more about makeup. Where can they find you? I'd probably say um, Instagram would be um, Donna Crutz Moore um, Film HMUA. Um, yeah. Donna Crutz being K R U T Z, it's an odd name, but Donna Crutz and then Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put that in the search, it should pop up. But if they want to follow me there, um, IMDb, I'm on there as well, which is um, like lists all the movies I've worked on and mm-hmm. TV shows and stuff. Yeah. But. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so 
Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Donna. It was a, so much fun to talk to you a little bit. We really appreciate it. All right, and don't forget to go chase your unknown. See you next time, guys. Bye-bye.